Amen. I love the Word of God. You? You the only one concerned about the offering? <laughs> it communion threw me off. I got to preaching and stuff. Yeah. All right, we're going to receive our offering. <laughs> Y'all can give online. Put your popcorn down for a minute. Put that, put that biscuit down, that piece of bacon down, and you can give. You can go on our Summit app, uh, Summit Church, Indiana in the app store. Go on and get the app. There's a lot of goodies on this app. You can get my daily devotional. I can go ahead and do this so I won't have to make the announcements later. Because me don't like announcements. Okay, first time guests, if you're here for the first time, we're glad you're here. You can meet Carla and I. We'd love to greet you at the meet and greet room in the foyer. Somebody will direct you to that. It's out there. All right, amen. And you can go click the sign up button on the app. And there's a little sign-up icon once you get the app. Sign-up icon. Click that. You can sign up for your, our daily devotional by giving us your email address. All right. Amen. That's the announcements. Praise the Lord. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and, 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 uh, and give. Let's give big because we're doing big things. Amen. Indianapolis campus is in their fir- first well, second week in a new uh, facility. All right. Praise God. Only two miles from where we were before. And so that's cool. And then, uh, okay, awesome. Praise the Lord. You can, uh, we're excited for the Indy campus. Um, there's other ways you can give if you're on our online platform. You can give. There's a give button in the upper right-hand corner of your screen. You can go to summitministries.tv. There's a give button there. That's our website. Um, your giving is important. It helps us to do what God has called us to do. It helps us to fulfill the vision that God has given us at Summit Church. Giving is important. Amen? And uh, you can, um, those of you that, that want to give on a recurring basis, there's a way to do that on the app and so you don't have to think about it. All right? But um, so that's, that's an option for you, and that's awesome. Cause how many of you know you expect, like when you all have uh, checks, that uh, how many of y'all get paid where you work? Y'all don't work for free, amen, right? And so you depend on that, don't you? Amen. We'll see in ministry, it's not, you're not our source, but it just helps. It helps us a lot for budgeting purposes to know because we, we have regular bills that we have to pay. Uh, so it helps when you give on a consistent basis. Those of you, I'm talking to those of you that this ministry benefits, that you, you, you get benefit, you get good food here, and you're, you get fed. And so there's no condemnation. If you don't give, God's not going to be mad at you, you know, the the dog is not going to fall over and die. You know, your cat's not going to keel over. You know, uh, your washing machine is not going to go bad or anything like that because you don't give. But your give certainly helps us. And it's much appreciated. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Okay. So we're going to receive. I'm, I'm ready to teach. I'm in, I'm in teaching mode right now, not in offering mode, but amen. But your giving is important. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so um, even like the water bill, you know, they charge crazy amounts commercial for a water bill. I was shy. I thought it was a mistake. I never knew how much we were paying for a water bill. I thought it was a mistake. I was like, we're not in here this much. But they charge you anyway. I said, something's wrong with that. But, but if you don't pay them, guess what? Not going to have no water. <laughs> That's the way it is. Amen. It's not like, you know, it's not $15.17 like a, like a regular, you know, like at home. You know. So anyway, everything costs money. Praise the Lord. They don't say, well, you know, y'all grace folks, aren't you? Oh, well, you're not going to, we're not going to pay you. They, they charge the grace folks the same as they do the folks that's under the law. <laughs> no, no, they don't discriminate whatsoever, man. I'll tell you what, I love talking about the Holy Spirit. That's what we're getting ready to get into. But let's go ahead and receive our offering right now. Amen. Something gets off the routine sometimes. You get a little thrown off, but hey, we'll get through it. Amen. Sometimes we need a little break in a routine. Hallelujah. That's what, that's what spirit-filled people do when they make mistakes. They blame it, blame it on, uh, well, we're just flowing. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Did, did y'all know that? See, Pentecostal folk, charismatic folk, they, they blame disorganization on uh, flowing. We're just flowing. <laughs> Amen. Forget what you're supposed to preach, you just fall out. Like this preacher said, last night, last night, two people knew what I was going to preach. The Holy Spirit and me. This morning, only one person remembered, the Holy Spirit. (laughs) So he, he, he forgot. Amen. So. <laughs> Amen. It's good to have fun in church. Amen. Are y'all ready? Y'all ready for the word? Amen. Praise God. Welcome, Fort Wayne and Indianapolis campus. Indianapolis campus, you like your new digs? All right. I look good up on the screen. Got a new screen there. But I'm just as good looking at that place as I was in the theater. Uh, somebody say amen. Praise God. All right, let's jump into today's lesson. Uh, I don't know. So, Pastor, what did you have to drink this morning? Well, I had my normal juice with my half a cucumber and some. I think Carla cheated me a little bit. She don't, want, she don't think I know that there wasn't no mint in there. My mint was missing. It was, it was in there? Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I tasted some mint. I don't know where you got it from. And uh, well, I got mint. Y'all want to know what I have in my breakfast juice? I have mint and uh, cucumber and half a cucumber, mint, um, green grapes, two celery stalks, um, one kiwi. Make, mm, it's really good. Y'all come over sometime and we'll, uh, we'll hook you up. 
Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit, let's, let's talk about him. We're talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the new covenant. There is a difference. Say, there is a difference. There's a difference. See, in the, in the Old Testament, uh, we'll do a little bit of, re, of review. The Holy, the Holy Spirit would come and go based on the obedience of the people. It, it was, uh, the Old Covenant was a system of do good, get good, do bad, get bad. That was the Old Covenant. But because of the cross, because of the finished work of Jesus, uh, it's already done. The work is finished. Amen? We are blessed not because of what we do, but because of what Jesus has already done in his finished work. Let's jump into uh, John chapter 14. So the Holy Spirit doesn't come and go in the new covenant. He will never leave you. Say, the Holy Spirit will never leave me. And see, that's important. And when, the, when, when, when God says that the Holy Spirit will never leave you, that, that's not, he's just not there hitchhiking. Okay? Bring up John chapter 14, please. And so he's there with us so that he can put us over in life, help us to win. Thank you, Jesus. Because the Hebrew says, I will never, in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, I will, he said, I will never leave you or forsake you so that we may boldly say. See, there's a reason why that, that, that he's in you. He's in there to help you. He said he'll never leave you or forsake you. What does that mean? And Hebrews tells us that so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. See, that's what he's called here. I will pray the Father, Jesus is saying, this is a night before he died. So, so before he leaves, you know, he wants, he's, he's going to tell them what is most important. And he said, I will pray the Father. How many of you know Jesus gets his prayers answered? And he will give you another helper. We found out that word, that helper, it means in Hebrew, one besides me, one who will, one just like me, who will do in my absence what I would do if I were, were personally present with you. What did he do when he was personally present with them, man? He did miracles and signs and wonders. He met needs. He raised the dead. He cast out demons. He healed the sick. Glory to God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good. That's what he does. He does good and heals all who are oppressed of the devil because he serves. He, he is a good, good Jesus. Amen. Because he connected to a good, good father. Amen. That's who he is. He's just like Jesus. Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. And the Father is good, so Jesus is good. It's all good. Amen. He got nothing but good things. Every good thing, James said, and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning. He is good. Amen. So Jesus goes around doing good. So what do you think the Holy Spirit does? He said, I'm going to pray the Father. He's going to give you another helper, one just like me. So if he's just like me, he's good because Jesus is good. And Jesus is good. 
because he only does what he sees the Father do, and the Father is good. So the Father's good, Jesus good, the Holy Spirit good, and the Holy Spirit's in you. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Amen. We can just go home right now. Y'all realize that? We can just go home. I've already preached. You can just shout and run through the walls. Amen. Because that's, that's good right there. The Holy Spirit will never leave you. But I got more good stuff for you. The ministry of the Holy Spirit in this New Testament, he said, I'll give, he'll give, I'll give you another helper. It's going to be one who will do in his absence what Jesus would do if he were personally present. So where do we get this stuff that he'll put bad stuff on you? No. He came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I will give you another helper that he may abide with you as long as you do good. Except when you sin. He'll abide with you until you mess up. <laughs> forever. How long is forever? How long is forever? It's a mighty long time. Never ending. Huh? There's a reason why, like in, like in marriage ceremonies, uh, the term is used forever. Any married couples out there? What if your spouse said, I mean, right, right from the gate, as soon as you get married, I'm going to be with you, but I'm not sure how long. I mean, I really can't guarantee that I'll be with you forever. I just want to tell you that right off, off the bat, okay? I'm just really, how would that make you feel? Huh? I mean, you, you kind of don't know when they may leave. You might come home and all this stuff is packed. She may have gone back to mama. I already told you, if you mess up, I'm leaving. I'm gone. That's horrible. But see, don't you see how Christians get messed up? Because there are a lot of Christians that believe the Holy Spirit will leave you when you sin. Do you know how important it is to get this right? And throw out that wrong thinking? See, that's what repentance is, to change your mind. If you thought that way, man, change your mind. Believe the gospel. He will never leave you. The Holy Spirit in the New Covenant doesn't come and go like in the Old Testament. He will never leave you. Because, see, and you better know that he never leaves you because, see, if, if he left, if he came and go, see, you couldn't find your way back when you sinned. Because it's the Holy Spirit who helps you find your way back. And see, what happens when you sin, it grieves the Holy Spirit. The Bible says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He's not grieved at you. He's grieved because, his amazing, because of his amazing love for you. He's, he's grieved because he doesn't want to see you in that condition because he loves you. And he's always there. He's grieved because he, he doesn't want to see you 
um, living in, in foolishness and, non, and non, doing nonsensical things. And he's grieved because his amazing love for you. And he's there with you to help you find your way back. He's never angry with you. Y'all see the difference? Okay. Um, in the Old Testament, you see, the Holy Spirit could not abide in them and live in them the way he lives in us now. They didn't have the Holy Spirit in them. See, they were under the blood of bulls and goats. They were under the old co covenant system. of the, the. They were under the blood of bulls and goats. When they sinned, they would bring animal sacrifices, which was a type and shadow of Jesus. See, the Old Testament is Jesus concealed in types and shadows. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. This is what we're talking about right now, Jesus revealed. In the Old Covenant, they were under the blood of bulls and goats. Under the New Covenant, we're under the blood of Jesus. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit could not live in them because he cannot live in a house where there is sin. And they still had sin. Nobody could be born again until the, uh, uh, Jesus was raised from the dead. Can you say amen? amen. Okay. Um, even the prophet, priest, and the king did not have Jesus or, or the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. The prophet, priest, and the king had the Holy Spirit come upon them, but not living in them. That means David, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Elijah, those fellas did not have the Holy Spirit living in them. They were under the blood of bulls and goats. But in the new covenant, blood of bulls and goats, Old Testament, Jesus concealed under the new covenant is Jesus revealed. We're not under the blood of bulls and goats. Hebrews 10.4 talks about the blood of, of bulls and goats could not take away your sins. So they still had sin. But under the new covenant, we're under the blood of Jesus, which took away our sin, took our sins away completely. And you're clean on the inside. You know how clean you are? You're so clean that the Holy Spirit can come and live on the inside of you. He could not do that in the old covenant because they had sin in them. This is the evidence that you are completely clean with your, all your sin removed because the Holy Spirit has come to live on the inside of you, and he will, not a it, the Holy Spirit is a person, he will abide with you forever. So you, you never have to be concerned about whether or not he's going to leave at some point when you slip or when you mess up. Anybody have, have not messed up other than me? <laughs> We've all messed up, haven't we? The Holy Spirit's right there with you. Man, wait till we get to the point where we're going to tell you some more about his ministry. Um, man, I'll tell you what, man, that's, that is awesome.
Um, I thought about when I was studying this, meditating on this message, um, how you, you ever seen people that uh, have a tattoo or something or something made that, uh, you know, forever, like Jimmy and Nicole, forever. <laughs> now, when it comes to a tattoo, you need to think about it. I understand that you can get them removed, but it's, it's uh, probably a, a, a process. But when you put that on there forever, boy, and y'all split up, it's like, dang. <laughs> but see, with the Holy Spirit, he will never leave you or forsake you. Thank you, Jesus. See, so that's the reason. See, when you understand that, the difference in the covenants, then you won't pray this prayer like David prayed. We covered this last week, but I'm going to say a little bit more about it. This was okay for David to pray this, create, a, create in me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Um, let's look at, uh, bring up... Uh, Psalm uh, 51, please. Created me a clean heart. See, you already have a clean heart. You're a new creation in Christ. It was okay for David to pray that and renew a steadfast spirit within me. See, this was right after David had committed adultery with another man's wife, Bathsheba. Okay? And um, then he, to make matters worse, ordered uh, for his officer to have him on the front line of the battle so he could be killed. So killed, he's wiped out Bathsheba's husband. And then God sent a prophet, Nathan, to him, told him a story, and he came under conviction. And that's why he cried out to God and prayed this prayer. It was all right for him to do it because, see, he was under a different covenant. Right? The Holy Spirit would come and go. He said, create in me a clean, clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Cast not your presence away. Look at the next verse. Cast not your presence away from me. Don't cast me away from your presence. See, this seems like it, it contradicts what we read in John. But that's the problem that people have when they're reading the Bible. They just pick up scriptures and read them and don't understand who it's talking to and what covenant they were under. There is a difference. There's a reason why they call it a new covenant and an old covenant. And David prayed, do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Now, it's commendable for David to pray that prayer because in his covenant, the, the, the Holy Spirit will come and go. But doesn't this tell you how important, how valuable the Holy Spirit is? Because of all the things David could have prayed, like, don't take my money. He didn't pray. He was like, you know, don't, Lord, <laughs> I messed up. Just don't mess with my bank account. <laughs> don't take my stuff. Don't take my health. Of all the things he could have said, he prayed, don't take your spirit. That lets you know how valuable the Holy Spirit is. See, because when you have the Holy Spirit, you have 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week help. 
Woo, hallelujah. Okay, so let's uh, go back to uh, John 16. I will pray the Father, he will give you another, another, another helper that he may abide with you. How long? When will the Holy Spirit leave you? When you mess up? Sometimes, I mean, you might, cuss word might slip out. Will the Holy Spirit leave you then? I had a guy, he was, I was in the car with him years ago. Somebody came and they, they ran up in the, I mean, we just mind our own business, right over by the Glenbrook Mall. And somebody just ran up in the back of it. Bam! And then he said, <laughs> I ain't going to say what I said. But he said a four-letter word. It just popped out, man. <laughs> How many of you know the Holy Spirit didn't leave him? Okay. Those words don't bother God. I don't even think they're in the dictionary. Huh? So, uh, thank you, Jesus. You might, anybody ever... Don't answer this question. <laughs> Snub your toe on something. And something slipped out. Notice, a cuss word slipped out. And then you go all the rest of the day feeling like he left you. And, uh, oh, God. Please, Lord, forgive me. How many of you know you're already forgiven? You, 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 you see, you, 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 the Holy Spirit didn't leave you. He's right there with you. Amen. No matter, I don't, I don't care. Some of you may be listening to me. You think you, you messed up. You committed the unpardonable sin. It's impossible for a Christian to commit the unpardonable sin. I shared that with you last week. Amen. You can go ahead and get that tape. Amen. So you, you, you can't commit that sin. Y'all want, want me to tell you why? You just need to go listen to the tape. See, what the unpardonable sin is when you, when you reject the Holy Spirit's drawing, his wooing of you to believe in Jesus. Only an unbeliever can commit that sin. To continually reject the Holy Spirit drawing you to Jesus. See, you can't even come to Jesus without the Holy Spirit. Sometimes in the movies, they joke about come to Jesus moment. <laughs> they joke about it. But for real, you cannot come to God without the Holy Spirit. He's the one who draws you to the Father. And the unpardonable, there's only one impar uh, uh, unpardonable sin, and that's to reject the Holy Spirit wooing of you to believe in Jesus. So the, you can't commit that sin. You are sealed. The, the, you know, the Bible says that, that you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And, and it also says that the Holy Spirit is a down payment. Because one-third of you is wall-to-wall -wall God. One-third of you is, see, you are a spirit. 
you have a soul, you live in a body. Your spirit is saved instantly. Your mind, as you renew it, is in the process of being saved. Okay, your physical body, one day Jesus is going to come back and change your vile body, and it will be transformed in like his glorious body. How many of you know Jesus has a glorified body right now, and your body's going to be made like his? But until then, the Holy Spirit is in you as, I, I, I like how it says, a guarantee or a down payment. You ever go and put a down payment on something? You say, I'll be back. You put a down payment on a car. How many of you know, I mean, if it's a reputable dealer, if somebody comes and tries to buy that car, they say, you can't buy that one. We got, one, we got some like it maybe over here, but you can't get this one because there's, you can't touch it. Because there's a down payment on it. The Holy Spirit is in you as a guarantee, as a down payment, and the devil can't touch you. There's nothing you can do to get out of it. Not no bad thing you do. I mean, my kids, I, they could do some bad things. They could do some horrible things. I mean, just, I mean, parents of serial killers. They're still that person's family. Because if they're born like a, if their last name is Swanson, they're still a Swanson no matter what they do, even if their parents don't like what they did. They're still in the family. They can't get out of that family because they're born into it. You're born into the family of God. The Holy Spirit's in you as a guarantee. And you know, you know what the Bible says? That you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That means that the, 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 the good can't get out <laughs> and the bad can't get in. When, when God seals something, you think that the, that, that, that the good can leak out? I'm not talking about somebody, you know, you get those ball jars, you get a good seal on it, man, you can turn that thing upside down, that liquid or whatever's in there can't come out, man. God does better than a ball, ball company. You seal. You preserved. Ah, I love it. Man, I love talking about the Holy Spirit, man. They tell you, man, don't, certain things, don't buy it if the seal's broken. <laughs> I mean, if you know, your seal can never be broken. You're talking about some quality control, baby. All right, let's, let's move on to something else. Man, this is good stuff, isn't it? The, the Holy Spirit has been sent to show you everything that Jesus died to give you. I love this. You ever heard this scripture? I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the thing that God prepared for those that love him. Yes, we'll never know the things that God has for us because I have not seen. Bring up 1 Corinthians. Chapter 2. I have 
not. Has anybody ever heard that in church? Bring up that scripture when you got a moment. All right? That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. Um, I've got the wrong scripture I put up there, but that's cool. We'll roll with this one, unless I don't like it. That's why we have this scripture text. No one's ever seen or heard anything like this. No, never so much as imagined anything quite like it, what God has arranged for those who love him. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Don't know what version it is, but that's a message. Okay. Uh, Nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So if you just stop reading right there, say, well, we'll never know what God's prepared for us. But how many of you know, if you, you, we need to read the verses in context. Because if you take the text out of, out of the context, all you've got left is a con. Context. Take the text out of the context. You got a con, okay? And see, a lot of uh, religion have conned us out of this. It's, it's got to go on reading. It looks like we'll never know what God is prepared for, for those who love him. But God, verse 10 says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Say, God, God. has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. I like this message. I didn't prepare this, but the Lord wants you to see it. <laughs> but you've seen and heard it because God, by his spirit, has brought it all out into the open before you. Don't you love it? God has brought out into the open everything that the Holy Spirit has for us. Amen. I mean, he's got healing for you. He's got victory, prosperity. He has righteousness for you as a gift that you don't work for, that you don't have to earn. Thank you, Jesus. For, for what no man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man, which is in him, verse 11 says, even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received. Once you see verse 12. Now we have received. Now we have received. Now we have received. Now we have received. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. One of the things the Holy Spirit does in this new covenant is show us the things that have been don't leave this word out. It doesn't say the things that have been given to us by God. The things that have been freely given to us by God. See, without grace, you don't really understand this. See, we don't work for it. Well, he'll bless you as long as you do this and as long as you do that. No, freely. 
because it's a finished work. Well, he'll heal you if you just keep the rules. As long as you walk in according to his commandments, then he'll bless you. No, it's freely given. You don't earn it. You don't even deserve it. You just receive it. So we just thank you, Jesus, freely given to us by God. Don't you love it? So many people trying to work for blessings, work for God's favor, trying to earn it. But no, everything that God has, has blessed us with, they've, we've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It was finished on the cross. All you do is pull up to the table and eat. He set a table before you, right in the presence of your enemy. I like that in Psalm 23 because there's nothing the devil can do about it. You eat right in his presence. How the devil coming against me? Just keep eating. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. You walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil. The devil has been defeated. On the cross, I mean, this, these things have been freely given, so just pull up and eat. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 16. This is uh, very important to understand about the Holy Spirit. See, there's so many people, how many of you can, can tell already, there are people who, um, who don't understand the basic uh, ministry of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, there's some scripture versions I, I, I see now that um, <laughs> I don't want to read the message for the rest of this. So um, I put the wrong translation up. So I'm going to show you how to fix that real quick. If, if you just go, uh, you'll see where, if you can find, if, if, if you can't find it, it's cool. I'll put some pressure on you right now. But uh, if not, we can roll because I got the notes here. We got the notes in the app. Or, man, just pull your Bible out. Shoot. Y'all, you get all techie and stuff, man. It's, or bring your Bible to church. That way the tech breaks down. Then we can uh, we kick it old school. Amen? <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, there's uh, the NKJV version. Uh, if you switch, if you click to that, it'll um, shift over to the New King James. Okay, let's roll. S uh, verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage. Now, it seems like to me, put yourself in the disciples' shoes. This is... Um, right before Jesus is going to, to the cross, okay? Um, this is, again, a day before, the, the night before Jesus died. And so as Jesus is talking to these folks, um, and he's talking about leaving, that could be a little unsettling, right? There you go. Awesome. So... He's talking about, it's to your advantage if I go away. They're like, what? 
Can you imagine? Man, you, you, you've seen all these things that Jesus has done as he walked to earth, all these miracles and signs and wonders. He's talking about, I'm about to leave. And, well, it's just, it's just to your advantage that I go. What's up? Oh, no, hold up. <laughs> we don't want you to leave. But see, as we already read, he said, I'm going to send you. He said, uh, we didn't read this verse, but he said in John 14, I believe verse 18, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Uh, you're not going to be fatherless. You're not going to be without help. He said, I'm going to give you what kind of helper? Anybody y'all remember test question? Another helper. Thank you. Another helper. Not somebody like under me that's kind of, uh, doesn't have my same qualities. No, one just like me. That's going to do in my absence what I would do if I was here. And see, it's to your advantage. Why? Because, see, it's actually even better because Jesus, in order for miracles to happen, would have to, he could only be in one place at one time. He was limited because you had to be where Jesus was to get what you needed from him. Like the woman with the issue of blood. She came and she heard about Jesus. And so she had to go from where she was to where Jesus was. Jesus was limited. The Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited. I love that. Y'all love that? That's, it, it's, 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 it's Jesus, the Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited because he can be everywhere at the same time. Right now as we're talking, look at what technology does. We're online and then people watch us all over the world. And the same words you're getting, they're getting over there and the Holy Spirit will not just, it's not just what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit, when, you, when you're tuned in and when you're in the right church, and when you're where you're supposed to be, the Bible says those that are planted in the house of the Lord will, will flourish. It's good to be planted somewhere. Amen? There's something to that. The Lord gave pastors for a reason. The Lord doesn't give gifts. For no reason. Amen? Um, praise the Lord. Well, you know, I, I can get it at home. I don't have to have a church. You don't, you don't have to go to the bathroom. You don't have to brush your teeth. You know, it's not about what you don't have to do. Is you're not taking advantage of all that God has for you. Because one of the things that the Holy Spirit has for us is ministry gifts. One of those is a pastor. I'm not saying that to toot my own horn, but uh, there's a reason. God doesn't put gifts in the church for no reason. So there must be some benefit of having a local, uh, of being a part of a local church. But here's my point. Whenever you're hearing the word from a pastor, evangelist, teacher, or whoever, or just somebody in Starbucks <laughs> sharing some word with you, the Holy Spirit can teach you and give you something through somebody. Huh? And he's everywhere. Hallelujah. 
Like while I'm teaching right now, the Holy Spirit, can, as he's giving you some things about what I'm saying, he, he, he's giving somebody else something somewhere else in the world. I can't tell you how many times people come up to me and tell me stuff that I said, and I do not remember saying them. And some of the things I clearly didn't say. I clearly didn't say those things. So what happens is, but, but they, they were sure I said it. That's when I know, man, that's when you know you're in the right church. See, because the Holy Spirit gives you something about what I said that pertained to you. He tailor-make that thing to you. Man, I love that stuff. Man, I love when the Holy Spirit does that kind of stuff. That's why you shouldn't sleep in church. Turn to the person next to you and say, he's not talking about you. Tell him because you just woke up. <laughs> it's to your advantage. See, sometimes, I mean, I'm a teacher. I, I'm, I'm a teacher. That's why I go slow. Because it's to your advantage that I go slow. <laughs> because, see, sometimes we just roll over these words. And instead of stopping and really thinking about what Jesus said, he said, man, it's to your advantage that I go away. So we have a better ministry today from, the, from, from God through the ministry of the Holy Spirit than we would if Jesus were here. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Don't, don't we? Because it, it, it's to your advantage. That's for our advantage right now, that the Holy Spirit is here, and he's with you all the time. How long is he with you? Forever, always, all the time. He's here all the time. Jesus is with you in the person of the Holy Spirit all the time. He is an ever-present help. Mm. You ever need help? The helper is always there. And we're too quick sometimes to just go to, to human, human beings for answers when you've got the best helper on the inside of you. He'll show you what to do and how to do it. But how many times we ignore him because we don't get the revelation that is to our advantage. We have the Holy Spirit unlimited. It's your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him. Jesus don't lie. If he said he'll send him, he'll send him. And he sent him. Man. And he came fast. I mean, he couldn't wait to come on the inside of us. Like a Russian mighty went on the day of Pentecost when they were gathered together. All in one accord in one place. The Holy Spirit 
came in like a rushing mighty wind. They were all, when they were gathered there in the upper room, approximately 120, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. He came in, man, like a rushing mighty wind. Say, the Holy Spirit lives in me. Now say, wow. wow. If you can't, just don't understand the reality of that or the, the impact and the power of that. Just say it by faith. Say, wow. wow. When that person gives you a hard time on the job, and some, sometimes they give you something that seems like, like you, why did they give me this assignment, man? I don't know how to do it. Just say, when they give it to you, it seems like it's an impossible situation that you're faced with. Just say, wow. Wow. It's just time for God to show out. Come on, just bring it. Ain't nothing you can bring me on this job I can't handle. I'm the person, bring it to me. Don't say, I can't do it. Why they give me all this work? God's setting you up for promotion. Go back there, here it is. They thought it was going to take you two weeks. You got it done before the day's out. So how'd you do that? I got help. I've got an advantage. Oh, man. Y'all act like you're hungry. Okay, well, I'll quit then. Jeez. Okay, you got to say it like that. No, <laughs> I know what you meant. Huh? Amen. So anyway, we're hungry for the word. Amen. Don't say I'm, I'm human too. I get hungry up here because that juice I drink it don't it don't last that long. <laughs> I didn't tell you that's breakfast. That's everything, man. Okay, we can't touch the rest of this because we'll, we'll pick this up next time because if I touch the rest of this, man, we, we might not ever get out of here. 